Hello and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and if you've been enjoying these weekly chats, consider helping me run the show by going to my Patreon and becoming a Patreon. This week I'm chatting with Will Anderson, who is known for extra zany, super furry, squishy, slimy, uh, 2D but CG stop motion looking, rig happy CG 3D renderings. Anyways, Will is a CG animator who's worked on a whole bunch of stuff, including his own self-produced feature documentary, as well as short films and indents for Adult Swim and Pictoplasma and a whole slew of other things. I have been following him on Instagram for quite a while, where he's gathered a pretty healthy following, also on Twitter, for his downright wacky cat character called Greg. And he's here to chat all about where this started, how he produces so much content, and how he makes a living as an independent animator. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hello, Will. How's it going? Very well, Terry. Nice to meet you. Excellent. Wait, wait. I didn't see the top of your hat. Can you can you point your hat down again? Is that... Uh, so I'm so on brand tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, tonight here at 9 p.m. in Scotland. Uh, one thing I've got to say, Terry, I didn't buy this hat. My girlfriend bought the hat. All right. I can't be, I can't be seen to be this guy that makes his own merch and wears it. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And behind me is Greg. So you get your, you get your girlfriend to make the merch and then you wear it. So I don't know. Yeah. And this is my girlfriend's flat. So like the, the screensaver in the background is okay too. That's fine. As long as it's not my flat. Okay. So she's your number one biggest fan. I see. Okay. So we go into your flat and you would never know you live there. (laughs) Okay, well, well, uh, you told me something interesting just a little bit while ago that uh, everybody in your country has a massive amount of guilt constantly about everything. What does that mean? I, I, I do anyway. I think it's a Scottish. Oh, just you. Well, no, I think it's a Scottish trait. Having a guilt complex, feeling guilty about everything. I think I have it in my uh, blood somehow. There must be some kind of. Catholicism, you know what I mean? Like this sort of. So I've never heard of the Scottish guilt before. I mean, here in Canada, we're known for saying sorry too much. Well, that's it. That's it. Um, I mean, it's the kind of thing like, you know, when you're in London, people bash in you, right? In Scotland, some, uh, yeah, like someone bashes into, say, someone would bash into me. Yeah. And I would say sorry. Like that happens. (laughs) That seems similar to here. You both say sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're very apologetic. interesting you told me you told me something else interesting that has nothing to do with scottish culture but you just finished a feature documentary by yourself which uh that sounds crazy to me maybe you can clarify that yeah well i I will clarify that a little not entirely by myself um i work with this other guy uh who's a stop frame animator called ainsley henderson okay Uh, we're we're bros not uh not by blood but you know we're we're <laughs> collaborators. I figured um, when you said well, that, we've been uh, working together for since we met in college, uh, which was in Edinburgh, where I am just now, the Edinburgh College of Art, uh, where we were making graduation films, obviously together. And he kind of helped me write mine, and I kind of helped with the compositing on his. And ever since then, I think I finished in two thousand and eleven. He finished in two thousand and twelve. So. Over 10 years, we've been working together 
And for a large proportion of that, we have been making this feature animated documentary. Oh, wow. Which which finished last, which we finished last August. We premiered, we did a premiere in the Edinburgh International Film Festival. And I'm actually just back from Portugal uh, and because we were uh, screening it there and it's been doing a small UK tour in cinemas, which finishes next week. So it's been a bit mad and it's been really hard to do, actually. One of the hardest things ever for me, uh, just such a challenge. It drifted for years. It, you know, I, I, we thought we were nearly finished years in and then we weren't at all. And then it completely pivoted and changed and it became this kind of very <laughs> kind of reflexive meta film about failure and like uh, accepting failure. You know, it's, it's a, a weird pro project, a very personal one as well. Like it was about, uh, my mum got ill and she got cancer uh, about eight, nine years ago. Uh, she's fine, actually. She's good. She's she's alive and I'm very lucky. I can say that. But uh, I just started making a film about it when she got ill. And me and Ainsley would uh, we'd film things. like, And again, people are coming to your podcast, like maybe animation. We are animators. We make stop motion well he makes stop motion I make digital work and I've pivoted to 3D recently but like it was always 2D puppet based stuff that I was doing but when that happened we just I've always liked documentary I'm kind of more interested in documentary a lot of the time we just started filming stuff and animating stuff and it just went on for ages and it grew this kind of life of its own and it became this the cancer embodied itself as this little cat called dom and the film's called a cat called dom and it's kind of uh this little character that kind of speaks for the cancer and tries to make sense of it when it's so almost impossible to make sense of something like cancer you know uh so yeah it just it, it we struggled to get it funded we struggled to like get off the ground we had a producer then they went and we got another one who was you know who got it made eventually so it kind of worked out in the end but it was a it was a long process man like uh that has been yeah that I'm super relieved that it that we got through I really didn't think we would at one point at several points but I'm actually really happy with it now I think it's like it's very unusual, but I think it's honest and authentic. And it wasn't before. It just changed. And, you know, I'm saying a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so I should probably shut up a little bit. And, uh, you know. <laughs> I didn't know like, you were. I mean, I knew about a cat called Dom. I, I'd seen that on your website and stuff. But I didn't know this was like a 10-year grueling project yeah. that you yeah. had made, like, while also... I'm assuming, you know, becoming, uh, getting an animation career and like working and trying to get work. And then that sounds crazy. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. I mean, I think, so So just to rewind a bit, like I, our graduation, like I did this graduation film, uh, it was called The Making of Longbird. Hmm. And I didn't think anyone would want to see it. It was a fake documentary about this old Russian character that like, I that it was forgotten in 1917 and then uh, I've basically unearthed it in my graduation film and I tried to make it modern like tried to modernize it and this is like this became a 15 minute 
short film. Uh, there was a mixture of live action and digital animation. And me and Ainsley kind of wrote it together. So that, uh, I, did, I honestly genuinely didn't think that anyone would want to see that, but it did festival, they did the festivals quite extensively. And then it won a BAFTA in the UK, which is our like big, it's our like Oscars, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, graduation film. So that, I was like 23. It was like insanely like one lucky to like just crazy but like it kind of started my career in animation mm. i guess because i i yeah i i think it was a year after graduating i was like i was touring festivals and i was like screening my work and my work was this one film really so it, it, it kind of got us on the way to go right we'll make a feature we'll try and like do something like that but it but after that we also made like a commission film like a short film with some like state funding here in the UK in Scotland so we were kind we're kind of thinking about longer projects quite quickly if you know what I mean yeah I mean from all of the films that you I've seen of yours it sounds like you always like kind of long form stuff <laughs> yeah they're a bit long um, a bit, when you when bit... you got that BAFTA how did the, did you get a bunch of attention from like studios and like get immediate yeah. work and people wanted to work with you? Is it like, I got, I got, I got, yeah, there was, there was quite a few like London studios that would like reach out and <clears throat> that reached out. And I think at the time I signed to one of them for commercial work. For commercial, cause, cause like Longbird isn't exactly like, uh, it's like very stylized film it's not like what you would see in like tv like cartoon world or so like no. you got hired for commercial work based off of something that was like yeah in the uk I'm, I, I'm not that i did much i didn't really <laughs> do like i think i pitched on a few things and i realized very quickly how competitive and difficult it was and i think looking at people like my peers you know our peers that we you know we see who are represented by studios some of them are very good friends now but you know, I look at I look at that stuff and I realize, well, one of the, I think a lot of people balance it really well. But I th I I'd also notice a lot of people you just don't see them making work anymore because that's what they do. They just go and yeah. like do commercial work and they do it really well. And you know, hats off to that. That's great. I'd probably make a ton of money as well, which is also <laughs> super when you can do that. Um, but yeah, I I was kind of like. Yeah, I was signed up to do a bit of that, but we never really managed to crack it. Hmm. You know, we never managed to really crack the commercial stuff because we didn't really want to do it. I you mean, know? That's, that's fair. I mean, looking at your work, it, to me, you have like a very strong creative voice and to do commercial work or or like TV work or whatnot would be the exact opposite of like that. Like I have that problem little... too. Like, do I want to take on TV jobs when I want to do very stylized, like kind of my own style stuff? So yeah. how did you, how have you navigated like making a career out of doing like your personal style? Because you've worked on a ton of stuff. Like even like, you know, Adult Swim is like contacted you to, to make stuff, which is incredible because they don't contact anybody. So how have you navigated being like this independence stylized animator that people want your specific look it's a great question how have i navigated that i think or how have you how have, like jobs come to you or how have you found jobs i'm just wondering because like for always, me I all the jobs that i get for stylized stuff they contact me and i'm like 
Oh, and it'll be like some person who like saw a post on Reddit that I did that like shared it with their director and they're like, hey, we need this guy type of thing. So yeah. I can't even predict it. Like, no, no. I mean, that's I mean, the main thing recently is I people will contact me, which is a very lucky place to be in terms of like how I navigate it over the years. So we're going back a bit. I think after college, obviously, the film got a bit of you know, like, you know, it kind of got uh, some attention. So I was getting a bit of like attention. So I'd get, you know, little things through. But also I did do a lot of design work uh, for a studio through in Glasgow called ISO Design. They do, they do like great stuff and they do a lot of museums and things like interactive stuff for museums. So they always needed, at the time it was After Effects and Cinema 4D and stuff like that, but I was kind of more like just the design thing. So bread and butter over the years would be some design work. You know, like that would be like, okay, I can exist. <laughs> but in terms of like getting to do our own stuff, and that's something that me and Ains are, you know, we we, we, all, we often aren't, you know, feel like we aren't doing enough, but we have over the years managed to do it. And I think it's just from like, like collaborating and writing and like for example after our grad films we were applying for uh, to do like a short film like with some funding so we got that through like state funding which is our creative scotland which is like screen scotland so it's like the state you know national lottery funds you know they they put it out and then they can fund five short films a year or so and that's often a stepping stone to go okay you've done that so uh, you have to do that and then you can maybe make your feature film you know so i think at the time we 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 pitched this other film and it's called monkey love experiments and uh it was another it was another film that was like it was a co it was our first co-direction actually so me and Ainsley, it was a stop motion monkey that Ainsley like had built. It was beautiful. I had loads of hair and which is funny because I'm really in a hair and blender now. But like back then it was like, it was all stop motion. I wondered if that. <laughs> it did, it influenced it. But um, we got to do that. And you know, like films take ages, right? So like start to finish, you know, you're a good year or so. I think does that, the shoot. Does that keep you afloat for the whole year when you get funding for? No, no, it didn't. I think what we got was. I think we got twenty five, thirty thousand pounds for our first short, right? Which uh, isn't bad. So between two no. people over one year is terrible. But between but two people, but short. A producer, and we also had a DOP because it was a there was a live action shoot. We had a production manager, and we had so like it, it doesn't go far. So everybody gets That's a free lunch. <laughs> Everyone gets a lunch. Yeah, you get the catering on on the day. Um, so we we did that, and again we managed to like tour that at festivals and then that would that you know that did all right too so then we were kind of just and a, just shortly after that film my mum got ill um and I was playing around with this character this this black cat that was quite similar design to Longbird I loved I loved like I got taught in college like this concept of like the tour at the time was like he drew like three circles on the board and it's like Mickey Mouse you know and he was like like anyone in the world would recognize this from like the simplest thing that this is a mischievous little cheeky mouse and like the power of that I remember being a student and being like that's so cool like the power of that like of graphics and design and how it can evoke these things that it's kind of magic that you know yeah. so that's why when I made Longbird he's a silhouette he's a black silhouette he's literally like the simplest thing it can be because he is a silhouette 
So like the eyes are there because you cut holes and the mouth's at the side because it has to be because it's a silhouette and you need to see what you're saying. You know, it's like simple as that. I love that as an idea. Mm-hmm. And I think I was continuing that with the Dom because a cat called Dom, it's like this little black silhouette cat. And it's like, it's just black and white really. And I just loved that. And it was uh, something that was interesting to me anyway. And then, as I said, mum got ill and I thought I was going to lose her. And I was realizing how terrible I was at communicating with her and like how we couldn't really, how there was this kind of like, silence like we're supposed to when some when someone you love is maybe going to go you you're supposed to come together and bond and get through it together but actually the opposite happened with me maybe the quiet scottish side of me was like i I couldn't communicate properly i couldn't really like tell her what i thought and what i felt and so i decided i would use this little silhouette cat called dom as a way to like as a sort of way to kind of communicate with her and in the film, this cat is the, yeah, it's that void that wanting to like bond us, wanting to get us closer together. And it's therefore a cathartic experience making a film together. It's like we can reenact moments and we can talk to each other in a much deeper and more meaningful way than we ever could without, you know, having the film there, you know? So it was, and that process takes ages is so hard to fund and is so hard to like get off the ground but uh, the, I've learned perseverance and like uh, patience in like okay the film isn't ready the film isn't right you know the film is a process and all of my films are about process so it, it became and, and it showed me that all of my films are about process to be honest mm. and I watched them back retrospectively and go these are all about process they're all about like you know doing things and making things and like searching for like the meaning of things through the process of making work you know i think it's very interesting you know what you said about uh, like exploring real themes in your life and your films and also it's more about the process rather than just like finishing it because I talk to a lot of people who make short films and you know there's a deadline there's a budget there's a producer there's and it, it's more about like let's just get this done versus it sounds like you're willing to sacrifice like that mentality to to get it done in the way that it's supposed to to be I guess a hundred percent and I and I have I've we're complicated you know it's so it's so difficult because me between me I often describe it like between me and Ainsley because Ainsley's uh you should talk to Ainsley by the way okay future. yeah <laughs> uh, like Ainsley's he often talks about poking at the thing that that makes him sad and that's hurtful and that's hard mm. and like that's the thing that really interests him and I always crack a joke and I, we say this in our film, actually, it's really near the start. And it's that tension. It's like, I actually wanted to get this film out super quickly, like really like flawed, like let's write the story. Let's make it look like a documentary, but it's a fiction film. And we're going to like solve this problem. That's cancer really. You know what I mean? Deeply flawed, deeply flawed idea. But that's my, that was my personality. That was the way I was looking at it. That's the way that I was processing it. And Ains is slower and more methodical. And the both of us together, we kind of speed each other up and slow each other down, you know? 
And like, if it had gone quickly the way I wanted it to, like if I could have got it done in two years or like three even, it would have been so flawed, so wrong, you know? And it like, it totally is trans, it's a totally different thing that I thought it would be, but it's doing the same kind of thing that I wanted it to. It's weird. It's so like, like, what is, what is the trade-off of like <laughs> getting it done quickly and flawed versus like getting it done right and you know, you said it was one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life, assuming you climbed Mount Everest or like <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. So like, what what is the trade-off? Because like you can do 10 quickly flawed films fast and probably learn through that process and like yeah. develop a style and a storytelling uh, technique or what, what you did, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like what, what do you see as the, as the trade-off or like, well, purpose. It's, it's funny that because I, I think now, because now I'm doing like a bunch of throwaway quick things that are like, they don't need to mean anything really. And that's me getting that fix of being like, mm. okay, now I'm doing that and experimenting with Greg and right. hair and blender and playing around and having fun. Because as probably as a reaction to spending so long. Makes, for years, that makes sense to me. And maybe yeah. if you started doing the the like quick flawed thing first, you'd be like, now I'm ready to do a longer format thing. So it doesn't matter. So you're just Yeah, and, and you know what, Ter I I times. Yeah, I think you're right. And I I suppose I've only really thought about it more recently. Because like it's only quite recently that I've been like spitting out a lot of why I got into Blender and I'm like totally obsessed. And I've like been spitting out like just making of stuff and like just experiments yeah and i can see i can see now how difficult it it would be and i, I feel how difficult it is uh, sorry i feel like i can't articulate this very well i'll try okay. uh, to like to like go into something bigger when you're used to that and you're used to that reaction the instant reaction you get from making stuff like you literally post it and then people react straight away, you know, not always, but you know, it's so instant. It's like the polar opposite of making a like uh eight year long, uh, you know, eight, yeah. yeah. And a documentary over years, you know? I mean, I kind of, I mean, I haven't done a documentary feature, but like when I was in high school and the few years afterwards, I was, I was popping out like every single night, almost every night for quite a while I was doing, uh like short 30 40 second stop motion animations i would like make a care i would like get home from school go to my bedroom get some clay make a character draw out a couple of like lines that they could say on a piece of paper and then quickly shoot it and edit it and be done it by the night and i made like i think i made like over 60 of these there was no like Amazing. social media back then so i didn't yeah. I, I like would post them to youtube but like to no views uh and like most of them are lost to time now but like now, when I think about doing something like that, like I, I don't want to do it. Like I want to put my effort into like something that I'm going to like spend like months, like crafting yeah. and like coming up with some story and like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the crux to that is like, it's so hard to get into a mental position where I'm like, now I got to start because I know it's so much effort that just like, there's a big block of even being like, I know it's going to be so hard to start. So I just don't want to start. So I like yeah. cut off doing the things I want to do and doing other projects 
instead because I know that, that like I'm gonna have to climb this mountain for my next yeah for what I want to yeah. do for my next thing. So I, I think it's interesting that you you kind of did the opposite and now you're just I I, I do want to say just just to clear as up as well because I am remembering as I'm speaking. I was also a bit similar to what you said where out of college I made like 40 videos and put them on YouTube and they were like me and Ainsley talking. So I was getting that ah. I, I was doing that also for like a, a concentrated amount of time, maybe a year or two. So like spare time doing it, but it was always very more like, this is a pitch for like a TV show mm. or something, something bigger. It was like, this is the process I need to go through to like get like uh, a series or a TV show off the ground. So it was like, it's a mix. You know what I mean? It's a mix of like, I'm doing a bit of, throw away things that are like that I just need to to like communicate with the world in some way but like yeah I I think the thing that is more uh, meaningful and that's that's sort of more important is to have these things that you're going to be really proud of that you can look at and be you know like be like these will last forever you know and Dom Kakal Dom is definitely that you know um, I always tended to like when I was talking about doing like design work, I was like, I couldn't really do design work unless I had a project. Like I had a short and the short was like called Have Heart years ago. And it was like this digital kind of GIF thing. And it, it turned into like a 12 or 13 minute short film. But it's like I need to have that as well or I'll like drive myself mad. I'll feel like I'm like not doing anything. I'm like, what am I doing? You know? I, and I still am like that. I'm like, I'm throwing out all these things and I'm doing this stuff, but I need this project. I need this film to like go crazy <laughs> or mad. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll like lose it because you need, you need to have something to kind of like aim for okay. something like look forward to, you know? I like, yeah, hundred percent. I like what you said about like, you know, making something that lasts forever. Like that's a big thing that I think about when I'm creating stuff. Like I, tr- even when I'm, animating or whatever even like on my day job i try to put in things that make it re-watchable because i i don't want to and myself i go and watch my work all the time too i don't want to just watch it once and then be done with yeah. it i want to like i want to make it so that you can re-watch it and want to re-watch it and keep re-watching it and like hopefully yeah. the quality like lasts over time too so i wanted to ask you about blender because like you post a lot of your like experiments to blender and like just silly you'll just like grab the character and like throw them around and post that massive yeah. video. Um, and it's super entertaining to watch, especially cause like what you're doing in Blender is like, it's pretty unique from what other people I follow or what else I've seen. Like you're using, like you're kind of doing it like stop motion a little bit, but also you're using like crazy textures and tons of hair and like, you know, deconstructing the cat and reconstructing. What What is the, what is the like, what you just said about creating stuff that lasts forever, et cetera, et cetera. What, what is your thinking about like posting your experiments to social media? Because a lot of people, myself included, I wouldn't post any of my experiments or like rough work as a post. I would only like, I post like twice a year. I just post like finished projects. Uh, um, so like, what is, how have you seen the benefit of doing that to social, social media? I think what it is, it's a it's a few things. Uh, let me think. I think it's well, one a reaction to Dom. All right, Dom 
was this film was like we wrote this story and it didn't work right and we thought it would work and it didn't work and there was a restructuring of the story in that i would the best way to describe this is through a little story so basically i was we were really down about i was really down about the film not working and ainsley said to me uh no no i said to him i i just feel like i've put my family through this and i and i and i feel so guilty and bad about it and i wish i could just shore what i was trying to do i wish i could just shore what what we were trying to do with that film and ains went that sounds like what the film is like mm. that's and it was like a eureka moment it was like it's a letter to your mother just speak to her like we're speaking now and like record yourself speaking and just and sh show the film to her and you know and that's exactly what the film is it's me constructing it and it get we go in there's two worlds there's the film world and then there's this world where i'm just talking to her and i'm describing this scene didn't work but this is what we were trying to do and that's the film it's this like embracing the failure of it the not working and being like this is it. And weirdly, by the end of it, it does everything I wanted it to do because it tells her everything, all the little ideas that I had, even more ideas that could fit into the film are in it now because it like lays it bare. Right. And that fundamentally like was a, it was a, it kind of changed. I kind of grew, if that makes any sense, it, through the process of that. I felt like this film, like, has i'm not precious anymore i've just thrown it all together it's like a jigsaw that's not got the right pieces and i've smashed it together and it's somehow like there's a picture at the end of it and like you can look at it and you can enjoy it and you can laugh and you can maybe get, maybe cry if i'm lucky you know um depends on depends what you think of the film but i think that i was on the letting go of the preciousness and the control mm. freak in me meant that I could, it liberated everything for me, yeah. like the process. So I guess the first part to the answer is it's made me less precious. Yeah. So because the thing that I came to is better than the thing that I thought was right. And that was this perfect film that, you know, I just couldn't get the funding for and I couldn't, we couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get it out properly. We couldn't quite get it right. So I think the first thing is, yeah, I just, I'm less precious about stuff. It's like, I'm just, and the second one is Blender. I was never doing Blender. It was always Moho before that, which is this 2D puppets thing, which is an excellent piece of software. I actually thought that it was going out of business because it was during COVID. Uh, I read like an article or not. I, uh, it was like a an online. It was like Lost Marble or something. It's like a I don't know what you call them. Um, it's like Reddit. Sure. You know. Yeah. Like uh, my my words have escaped me. Um, and it said it was maybe going out of business, and it didn't. By the way, they're brilliant and they're great. But I thought it would, so I learned Blender, and I was You're like, like oh crap! All, <laughs> all I know is this one program that's not going to exist. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to like, this is a, like a limb for me. What am I going to yeah. do? Like all of my, I've done 12 years of work in it. I'm like all yeah. my films, everything is like, so like, okay, I'll learn, I'll try and learn Blender and see if I can do all that stuff in Blender. And then uh, I guess I, I learned very quickly that Blender has a huge community 
And every time I got stuck, I could ask on Twitter or like, you know, Blender Arts or whatever. I could I could go on a forum and like find out. And then I realized that it's very, it's it's a it's a it's a conversation. It's like you can ask for help and people will tell you. And if I want to learn, I'm learning it online anyway. So like it feels right to be sharing all of that stuff because it will help other artists. Like you didn't like sign up for like animation mentor thing. No, no, none, none. And now I do, now I make them. (laughs) Like I'm doing like a a motion design school course, but I'm going to do another Blender course soon, which is weird. That's weird too. But I just jumped in really, you know, I just jumped in because I loved it. But that's, that's, so I think those, those are the two things. I'm less precious now and it's a community so yeah. why not you know and I you know I see things on like Instagram quite a lot and I'm like whoa like that's awesome like I I, I met these guys I met Yonk uh, they're an amazing VR sculpting duo from The Hague in the Netherlands they were at Pictoplasma this year I met them there and I see what they post online and I'm inspired by it it's like that's amazing and they show how they do it a bit and stuff and I'm like that that's making me want to go and open blender so it's like that's a good thing to share you know so it's like because like i treat my social media like a portfolio like i only post stuff there that like i want like somebody who's potentially going to hire me to see Ooh. but you're treating it more like uh like just a community thing but but like uh and also it makes sense that you know you like it's not so precious anymore and like for me i if you had just posted one video of like greg doing something after you had learned everything i probably would have been like cool but now i see it all the time doing all this crazy stuff so i have so much too much probably yeah. um have you okay so like well i know that you did the pictoplasma um oh, what's it called indent or whatever uh yeah opener yeah i was gonna say like have people come to you based on the experiments you're posting and commissioned you for work yeah yeah they have yeah not like not as much as you'd think probably but yes i'll get Mm. like the odd job out of it like you know it'll be like you know this and that i'm working with a guy called pascal de silva so uh this uh he's brilliant he did this thing called mr puppet years ago uh he kind of works in like technology and he's he's from uh he's australian but he's from uh he's living in brooklyn and he's got this company called Lingonberry Intelligence. And I've been like making, uh, I've been bringing alive this character he's got called Tanaki. Uh, there's an app coming out soon. And it's kind of, it's kind of like an AI thing, actually. But okay. he, uh, he wanted uh, the character to be rigged, like, uh, properly so it could be used and, you know, put, uh, used in, you know, so they can build apps in Unity and stuff. Uh, and that was a total pivot for me because I've never really worked that and I I, to be honest I'm still in Blender I'm just making creative rigs you know for him uh, and the and the company but that's that's a great thing that came out of you know uh, just posting stuff and it's and again it's like I'm so into rigging because because I thought I lost this rigging software which is Moho and learning rigging first in Blender it's like I love it when people ask me to make like creative rigs for things because it's so that's kind of that's really at the moment the thing that i get really excited about because like tanaki's is is like a yeah, it's like a that. infinity band yeah. yeah so it's like how can you rig that so that it's super 
flexible and it does everything that you need and it's a mesh and it needs to work in unity and you know we need to, you know it's like all those things are like oh that's so cool like that's almost like I... a, that's almost like a skill base in itself because like most rigging would need like i need two arms two legs a neck a torso and you're like totally. i'm the opposite i'll rig you this crazy weird object that has no form and we'll make it work interesting yeah interesting. flexible yeah I, i'm wondering like we kind of touched on it a little bit here and there but i i just don't have like a super clear picture but like how how do you get the majority of your work like you know you've been working for since 2011 i guess that's what 14 14 years almost uh, 13 years almost yeah 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 so yeah. so like i know you've been doing these you know funding for films and stuff but like you've done a bunch of projects on the side how are you how are you like what does your typical year look like for you uh well it varies but i do i mean i get asked things so like you know we might have like we pitch a lot we yeah. pitch like okay we've got this uh what, is, what does that mean like you're pitching for like funds short film funds yeah. or like okay. yeah yeah totally uh so we you know there's we have a thing we have uh the bfi and um because yeah, uh scotland's pretty good for grants right yeah yeah so the british film institute like they funded i i produced ainsley's most recent short film and that was you know that's a couple of years that project and i had a bit more cash so we would we pitch for things like that mm -hmm. i often like if we come up with a funny idea i will like you know we were lucky enough earlier to get like adult swim got hold of us after posting our short films online and then like you know so i think half heart went online and uh, one of the producers there got in touch and then we actually did quite a few things with him so like we would do we pitched like a little series idea so we did a few shorts and then I actually came up with a we both came up with a with a with a Christmas short thing and then I just threw it to back to them I said oh could we uh, would you be interested in this like weird dark Christmas short and he's like yeah <laughs> so we are we are like we are like pitching i'm making it sound very rosy it's like right. it's not always easy we don't make we're not like hugely wealthy like we at all uh we're pretty skinned a lot of the time so do you also like, have to be good at writing because you're pitching and it's pitches are like stories. Well, i think it's the heart of it it's like that's the fun that's the bit that's it's not the fun bit that's the bit that's like that's why we can do what we do is because we right. want to make our own ideas you know come to life you know what i mean it's difficult sometimes though like we're we're doing like a tv we're doing service animation for a tv series it's probably not going to be until next spring but like that's a thing where we're like if you're asking what the year looks like i'm like okay well don't need to worry too much because we'll do like a you know we're going to be working for a month in spring yeah. maybe maybe two and like oh well we're trying to pitch this short just now so like let's pitch that out maybe we can apply for some you know development funding if we want to write a script because you know our film's just been in the cinema i am listening to myself and i'm so it's sounding very rosy it isn't actually it's it's hard it really oh. is <laughs> but i was gonna say like you know from a from like a sustainability standpoint like um you've been doing this for quite a while so obviously you have like knowledge and know-how of like what to get what time to apply who's who's got what but like going forward in the future like do you see this changing for you and and like I guess you work a lot with uh, Ainsley too like do you see this changing do you want to get into like I don't know like tv show developments because it sounds like you're pitching tv shows and stuff like or do you I you, like, happy the thing that I really things? want more than ever like more than anything weirdly after being so tired from making this film is to to make films like feature <laughs> films, uh, like just there's this film. I can't wait to make another film. 
<laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I, when I was just done, I was like, oh, there's a reason why people don't make hybrid meta, like dead animation documentary. You know, I mean, there's a reason. So what would uh, it what would it take to get oh, like to, to like by next month you have another well you know just imagine what would it take to get you that next feature to work on like a massive amount of funding like a whole team of people like no no weirdly not it's funny it's funny it's not that it, the hardest thing I think is knowing what you want to do like that's the hardest thing so me and Ains are like uh, we've got this Christmas film at the moment and we're like we we've been talking about it for years we were in development with a bigger studio like uh in the states but we're not there anymore we're doing it now like in the uk and the hardest thing is just getting the outline right and going okay wait let's it's not quite right let's like rewrite it and let's get you know let's work on the story more and more and more that's the that's the hardest bit you know and i'm as i said earlier i'm one that just wants to jump in and process led like a documentary film just do it and Ains is like no, no no we need to slow down he's stopped for him anime we need to like let's slow down let's get the story right and it's that that's the difficult balance uh the difficult and like essential thing that we need to do is like just get get right get it right in our heads yeah. what exactly the film is and then i think it all hopefully falls into place but i've only got one you know i've only got one the experience of like making the 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 longer film really which you know was so unique and strange and underfunded and right. you know low budget what, what do you mean like get up. everything fall into place like like say you finished the outline in the story and you're like we've nailed it this is exactly what it's supposed to be like what what is the next step well i think everything falls into place after that because one <laughs> perfect <laughs> i know it's probably naive man but like i think i'm i've been like cramming the technical side of it because it's all going to be in blender and i'm like i know how to do it and it when we were in the big studio we did an animation test and it like really shows the visual and how yeah. the characters are and it's all but i mean like do you need do you need do you need like a producer like how do you get a producer yeah. like we, we, i think what i produced ainsley's most recent short because there's a distinct lack of producers in the uk animation producers so i produced it and i i it was really hard i like i'm i I don't want to produce really. So I I think what we need is like a great, you know, animation producer. There's just so few of them. Yeah. Like over here. Like everybody the, who's in animation wants to animate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, just just can't it would just be so different. Yeah, you know, like because I kind of co-produced the film, the 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 documentary feature. Yeah. Cause I had because you know it's a personal film with little funding and you know, so how, are, you know how are you okay so like producer like like you get some funding like how are you sustaining yourself on the side when you're working on these projects well i would do i'll do design work yeah i'll do like you know like i was saying i'm working with this guy pascal and we'll like you know we'll gotcha, find a way of gotcha. making income through that and he has his company and we can do you know work whatever but you know that's a recent thing um but yeah, I've like again, I I done recently a logo for like a company that's like a film company, and that you know that takes a few weeks, so like that keeps me going. It's like little bits of design work and yeah. the odd bit of rigging work for like you know maybe like a small studio might want their like 
the, you know their characters like rigged gotcha, properly gotcha. To, to be used in production but it, it's it's very like uh it's quite fragmented actually but because we've just finished our film you know i've just applied for like uh you know some cash for writing the next feature so i might not get that but if i get that that would tide me over for the next you know few months right it's right, like right. it's always kind of keeping keeping your eye out for like how do i get this totally, next totally. project I, going have you ever considered or had the opportunity to get an agent for your work in the past yeah but i i haven't really nailed that yet like i mean that's it just yeah yeah there are quite a few filmmaker friends have them but like a lot of the animating you know animation people who i know don't tend to they just tend to be kind of represented by like a small studio or a bigger studio in like london or whatever and then they get their commercial work through there and maybe they get some of their films made through them you know but um let me let me like bring it back a little bit when you were coming out of university was there a lot of pressure to work for a studio versus go off on your own and and build your own path because like you sound like the work you do and what you've done it sounds like you were very strongly compelled to do your own stuff for all these years yeah. versus like do you do you have classmates that went into the studio studio life at the same time yeah yeah i, I well it wasn't a very com commercial course to the one that, you know, the Edinburgh College of Art. It was very auteur. Hmm. It was very like you make your own film and you find see, your I voice. We just help you do that. You know, it's just very art school. Like, you know, there's a difference between film school and art school. Definitely at art school. Yeah. So it's like uh, there was, a you know, in our, you know, years always vary. But, you know, one of the guys ended up uh He's a great guy, Paul Rice. He works on Gumball, or he was working on Amazing World of Gumball. Um, he's a super great guy. He was like head layout guy, and then he ended up directing a bunch of it. So yeah, like people go up and do you know into the, those things, but um, it wasn't really that. It wasn't like we were having conversations or like we weren't like all talking about that as students. We were just wanting to make animation. Yeah. you know in film you know what i mean yeah yeah it's the best bit it's so far do, you, so do far. you ever uh like think because like i went to a traditional animation school where it's like very commercialized like you do the internship at the studio they like teach oh, you how to do get that you. No. do you ever do you ever uh like wish you had some of that when you went to school i guess nah, yeah. <laughs> nah. i don't i don't ever i i don't have any I never, as a person, I'm not ever like regret anything, really. I like, I don't think it's useful. I feel like I'm very, I'm probably more concerned about the future than the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm always like, yeah. I am quite anxious. Like I'm always been an anxious person. So I'm like, I think partly the way that I can keep doing what I'm doing, because I don't, like, I'm not from like a wealthy family. I'm not like, I don't have a bunch of money like stored away I like I I think I just I'm always worrying about what it is so I'll find a way to like get by you know like it I drives you forward <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I mean, hey, why not that's that's <laughs> but yeah I mean they're all I yeah you know what like this is a bit of a jump but like it's something that the big studio taught us and it's something that hopefully is useful to hear I've I, I've said it out loud before so here we go it was like 
we pitched this idea to this big studio and they came back and they went, uh, go away and repitch it. Like, go away, think about it again. And because what you pitched to us, we could get someone else to do it. Hmm. Like, what you need to do is go away and pitch something, go away, work it out and pitch something that only you can do. And what, that what was that, okay. So, what did you pitch in the first place? That you know, because because when I look at your stuff, it's already super unique. And I, I was going to make a point about like if you went and took the traditional university path or for learning animation, I don't think you'd be making what you make now because like your stuff like basically breaks all the rules that you learn. <laughs> in anime, That's probably because like, I just don't know how to do you it. You know, the principles of animation breaks everything that they they like inform you into to set you up for like you know TV and movie animation. So. What what did you pitch that somebody else could do? Because I already look at your stuff and I'm like, I don't know who else could think this way. Uh, I think it was, it was actually after the Adult Swim Christmas thing that we did. So that was a thing. So it's not to do with like technique. It was to do, because yeah, because the Adult Swim, it's called Christmas is Cancelled, the, the short. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like we I set out it's in blend it was the first thing I did in Blender and it's grease pencil puppets and we like set it up with like iPads to like animate it live. So it like the animation's terrible. So it's like super fun and like playful and just like we did it all in like two days. Like the animation, like the, the rig took like two weeks. But again, the whole thing took like three weeks. So kind of balances out. Yeah. Um, but like uh it it's not pit like I think what you're saying there is like, oh, you've got visual style that's unique, but like they're they weren't interested in that. They're like, what you pitched as an idea is like the story idea, the th the thing that people are going to the cinema to see or are going to turn ah. it on the TV, is like it could be made by anyone, and they were right. It's like so what we need to do is go away and rethink how. So we need to pitch something that only we can make. And that was a really, really amazing bit of advice. Yeah. Because me and Ainsley still talk about that. We're like, with the thing now, even when we're like, we know it's us, we're like, keep asking that question. Like, why? And like, well, one, me and Ains are two Scottish guys. So we are like the ambassadors, ambassadors for Scotland. So like the story needs to be super Scottish and like, from like folk music and like th we we were all we got loads of pals who are folk musicians let's get like the best music in here and let's like it's like really constructing it like how can only you make this film and that film a cat called dom is exactly that ah. it's like no one in the planet terry can make that film yeah. because it was my life and my mum and my family and my little cat you know, it's like no one else can do that. And that's like, and realizing that is, was like, it was a, it it was a changing moment. It's like, okay, I think naturally we do make things that only we can make, maybe, you know, yeah. but I'm, I can see why a lot of students would lose their way or not, or be into this. Totally. Like, it's, it's super it, it, hard. It, when you, yeah. when you go to conventional school, it's so hard to keep your, and to strengthen your own voice, because like everything yeah. you do and how you're graded and how you're judged and everybody else is doing is like the thing that like Disney is looking for, you know, like versus like I ended up not finishing my school and pursuing my own path because I had made my own stuff, thankfully, instead of trying to like, I mean, I, I certainly learned a shit ton of 
stuff while there that elevated my own work and still does. But like, it's so hard to push your own voice when like the majority of work out there wants you to like come and just do the project they already have going. So, and I, I super love that advice. Like, what is the thing that only you can possibly do? And like, you're even amping up the qualities of who you are. Like, (laughs) I was thinking like, what if I wanted to pitch something Canadian? Like, we don't really have that much history of culture. I'd have to include like poutine and and beaver tails and maple syrup (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) But (laughs) no, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's that fundamental thing. It's like, okay, only, only I can do that. Yeah. And that, that's just, it's the bit, it's, it's, it's the way of be thinking about making art. And you can boil it down to every, you know, all the great films that you like are like that. Totally, it's like, it's totally. only that can do it. And it's, yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. I think. Even like when you think of like mainstream stuff, like Spielberg versus like Wes Anderson, like I, I yeah. guess now their, their stuff is so saturated that you could, yeah eventually make it but like they were so unique at the time so okay so like my my maybe this is like a final thought for this conversation but like my thought on that is you would probably get turned down a lot for work but when you do get work it's like super super sweet to do that thing that only you can do because like i feel like you're pigeonholing yourself a lot when you're mm-hmm. pitching stuff i guess commercially or or even mm-hmm. to like funds and stuff because because like i've applied for short film funding here with like <laughs> something i knew would not get funding but i was like this is nobody else in the world is going to create this and it was like very risky yeah. and edgy and and grotesque i didn't get funding but like often i think like what if i had done something like politically more acceptable and forward and like i probably then that wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't be happy as a human being no, so i wouldn't have been happy with the funding i got yeah, me and Asia had this conversation in the car. Like we were just on, we were at some screenings of of Dom like this weekend, and he's like, we said that I said that thing about like when you're when you're on your deathbed, not to be morbid, sorry. It's like, oh, would I be happy with that film that we made? And it's like, yes, yeah, it's really flawed. But I'm like, fuck, it's like it's totally, it's totally right, and it's it's been hard, and also just to not sugarcoat things that design work for years they're they're great they're great but like i did a lot of things that weren't mine and that was servicing a creative director and i still do sometimes and i learned a fucking ton out of that as well because it's like uh you get less precious and you think you've been looking at it for long enough that it's right and then someone comes away and says no and then you change it and it's like again have a thick skin to like feedback as well because you have to be able to do that if you're gonna try and make a longer film that involves people like you know you have it, the executives are gonna come in and say things you know your editor is gonna like contest you on things you're gonna you know you're gonna for your friends who you've like adore and your family are gonna watch it and they're gonna say mm, not sure about that you have to like be so willing and like listen and it's like a life's work i think it's hard it's hell but it's it's worth it Totally. totally. I mean, like, even as you're saying that, I'm thinking, like, I'm remembering commercial projects that I was working on. And I don't post them anywhere. I forget that I even did them. But I also learned a ton of stuff, too. But I don't feel personally, like, it's not part of me, I guess. I was I was more like somebody else's thing that I was brought on to. So, you know, that just reminded me of, uh, 
I, I'm sorry if this guy ends up hearing this, but like <laughs> uh, I met this guy. I can't because I, I can't remember his name. Not because he was, he was a bad guy. Ah. He was a great guy. Oh. Uh, uh, I think it was in Ottawa. Oh. You know at the animation festival. Ottawa animation festival. Yeah. I think and this guy put on this night. I think he still does it. It's called Night of Shame. Night of Shame. And, and it's like it's it was like a little like I think he put it in like you know a pub or something. And he gets these directors to show the thing that they hate the most or their mm. earliest one or something. And it's like this night of shame where you have to present it and you have to like talk about I've it. Actually, I've it heard of like that. an advert for like an insurance company or something. And it's like, isn't that brilliant? Isn't that a brilliant idea? Like how like out of your comfort zone and how like hard that would be and in front of people, particularly but then you release people. it, then you just you don't care. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that like glorious? Hey, that uh, I love that actually. Yeah, you should start a night of shame in uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> oh, I can't. Can. It's his idea. I can't nick it. I'll need to find out. Collaborate what his name. with this guy. You who for you, you forget who it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you go to festivals, though, you meet so many people. So you're like, I'll ask around. You know, and and uh, I I have heard of this before, but I don't I don't know where I heard it from because I know a lot of the Ottawa Animation Festival people too. So. Um, a great festival figure out who this is and then i'll get back to you <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah. well is there anything we didn't we didn't chat about that you, you still want to chat about i thought we were going to just talk about greg the whole time and how furry he is and how you love experimenting with fur and we didn't even talk about any of that so <laughs> yeah well you know <laughs> that's for another time maybe that's for another yeah, time. <laughs> I, I like uh oh yeah maybe maybe it's a one-off you only get one with you don't we some people have come uh three come guests have come back for right. a second, nice. for nice. a second, I think only for, for round two. For round two, yeah. Um, no, the only th uh, well, you know, it kind of links to what we said. It's like you know how like now there's like lots of throwaway experiments and whatever. It is working to. It's like what I said. It's like I it is working towards another film. Yeah. So, I this is part of the thing that I'm worrying about at the moment. Uh, is I'm trying to get the story and structure and like step outline right for this film with Greg, uh, this cat. Yeah, um, well, I, I'm super excited. He's gonna have a whole film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, thought it was I one, hope it's thought wacky, it was like people, as wacky cool. as what I see on your Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, like super. If it's not, somebody else could have done it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly that's, that's the moral of this chat here do the things only you can do and uh you'll you'll have a better time maybe, maybe you can get it back on back on as soon as as soon as i finished the film and it's like right a couple years <laughs> okay right? i'll leave for a couple of years link me that's, immediately that's gonna take like 10 but you know we'll yeah. see well we'll come back in 10 years <laughs> we'll do a recap yeah what are you doing what am I doing? I'm you, like, uh, you work in a studio as well, or I do work, you? Uh, I, yeah, I work for a studio. I'm working on a video game for the last year and a half, which has been super Ooh. amazing. It's a it's a hand drawn hand all hand drawn video game. It's got a really cool team. I can't really talk anything about it, other than Fair. other than that. But other than that, I still do stop motion projects here once in a while. I get a call or somebody wants something, so uh, that happens a couple of times a year. And um, yeah, that's that's Anna run this podcast. Anna run this very podcast. cool, very cool. And I do chats about pitching workshops and things. I just uh, it was the Toronto Animated Arts Festival International Conference this past weekend. 
uh, which is a yearly thing that's super, anybody in Toronto should go to it because it's amazing. And I did a little, uh, a workshop on how to create a pitch Bible there because wow. I've, uh, I've done a, I should watch that quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm up to things, but I also have like, you know, my own projects that I like used to, like with Greg that I want to at some point instigate and I've been thinking about for a while. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm also pitching tv shows on the side too so <laughs> yeah 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 basically my life is wake up animation go to sleep dream animation wake up animation, yeah sleep yeah. i know I, mine's like that but with geometry nodes at the moment in blender it's like <laughs> oh, I can, no. they're all just like little connecting nodes it's like oh if i do that then maybe that'll work <laughs> yeah it's funny though you got it you know like because i've i've followed your stuff for a while it's great i love it and uh, you have this very scottish uh you know like it can drum is it yeah uh, yeah yeah. the character i'm like i this 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 is i working. did my research for that one because that one was yeah. thrown on me it was like here we have this song and and uh we want we want it to be uh, a song uh like take place in scotland so i uh, i mean i i did the research online but <laughs> i based yeah. Yeah. even even the the village and everything in his house are based on real locations i have it all in a little research Excellent. and what he wears and what the people wear and all and even the yeah. bugs in the film i made sure were endemic to to scotland oh, specifically so that's it that's class that that's class yeah yeah i like the super long stretchy limbs and you know i, I wasn't what actually i was gonna ask you how you um because because like i was surprised they let me do that because the directors uh for some of the other shorts didn't give that much creative freedom i guess right. so i was gonna say like because your stuff is like super wacky and creative freedom do you ever get do like when you're working on a project and there's a different director that's not you do you ever get like oh you can't do that because i i was on a project recently where i had some really wacky stop motion stuff and it came back from the higher ups they didn't understand it like in concept so i had to oh, like i had to cool. well i didn't animate it yet thankfully like yeah. i had i had like yeah. done all the like concept artwork and everything but they didn't understand it so i had to like bring it back to reality a little bit which i wasn't super yeah. happy with i suppose like i don't really other than like the design work there hasn't been a lot of times where i've been asked to do something that's like a director's just getting me to animate it mm. which is weird because again i don't i, I kind of get away with just doing my, mainly my own stuff right um even when i'm saying all that though i'm like yeah how does it work how does it work i guess it's just like enough to get by from like little jobs and like doing doing those things that you you want to do and like I think also it's very like you know it's like it's it, like things lead from each other I must I must think it must be like you know if you're a musician you play a gig you get another one yeah, yeah. like that it's like you make a film and then you'll get some work and all that and then you're going to make another film and then that'll go and then some people see that and then you'll get some more work and then like we've just done this tour and then it's like okay well maybe we can like you know it's just like it's just like a the, the journey just kind of keeps going and it's just that, like okay totally well we'll just sense. apply yeah. to the next thing yeah i mean that, that makes a lot of sense like even my own work like uh silly duck wizard led to somebody wanting that which eventually led to ache and drum and so like you know yeah. ache and drum is like a direct result from the silly duck wizard and that's why like everything's like felt and whatever because like that's yeah that's like what sold it so yeah i mean like and then hopefully the next person sees that and they they like trust you enough that they let you do the the thing you want to do 
Um, but yeah. even like, even actually with Aiken Drum, they hired me to do another one after that, but I didn't want to do it in stop motion. I wanted to do it in 2D. I wanted to hand draw it, but I didn't, they didn't want that from me because they were like, we can hire other people to hand draw. We want you yeah, to, yeah, yeah. but I eventually sold them on the idea of doing stop motion backgrounds and hand drawing the characters. So like, Very cool. um, that and then that led to getting uh 2d work on a video game hand-drawn animation on a, not the one i've been working on right now but that led to a video game work so it was like every everything you do can be used to get the next thing uh i guess totally yeah. um this is gonna sound really like i don't know pretentious or not i don't think it is but it's like you do put your guilt it's out. your guilt coming out you know you're not gonna sell pretentious <laughs> it's like like you put energy out into the world and it exists. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah, put something yeah. out and then suddenly it has this little life of its own. And then, you know, and, and if you don't do that, then nothing happens really. Exactly. You know, and that's why I think it's like, you just got to like, you just got to like do it. You got to just put things out and feel like not too precious. This is, this is advice to myself. I'm not trying to say this to the <laughs> audience. You know what I mean? It's like put, put stuff out and share your experiences with the world and it, it will respond. I think if, you know, that makes me sound so like I'm trying to be like, really? Oh, no, but you it's, know. it's true. Like I think about this all the time because before I got into animation, I was like, strangely waiting for somebody to hire me for animation even though i'd never yeah. animated anything but in, in my in my imagination i was like i know i can do this but I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't done anything so it wasn't until i actually did stuff that people wanted me and i was like well now i yeah. know how it works and i wish it i wish i wish people would just call me up out of the blue being like hey he's a cool guy he could probably animate this thing for yeah. us no, but it, yeah, it makes like, total sense. And it's isn't that like a, a law of physics or something with energy? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right. If not far enough to know that. It's mathematically yeah. true. There you go. Yeah, Ains and I have said, we said this as well. You have to have this weird balance. You don't have to, but you have this weird balance of like being like particular and like control freak enough to make the thing good enough. But yeah. also being, being unprecious enough to put it out it's such a tension totally. and that's why you have people who never share work and they make amazing work but you never see them because they're just doing amazing work and this balance is like do it but then let it go you know yeah, totally. and i do it too much i think i do it too much and i it slips a bit but that's right. okay I think, I think there's a. I think on that note, I think there is a certain quality you have to hit because if you're just putting out very low quality stuff very frequently, like I don't, I don't think that's ever going to hit because anybody can no. do that, right? So you need to, you need to take it to some level, at yeah. least to to like prove that you're worthy. Without you know, I agree, you shouldn't be, and I have trouble with that myself. Perfectionist, I always, yeah. whenever I get a a project that I want to really work on, I end up killing myself and working like 18 hour days every single day, that, like three months yeah. straight, because I'm like, I want this to be as best it can be. And I only have like two months to do it. Well, I'm going to make three months out of two months by killing myself. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's definitely a fine, like exactly what you said, like, you know, letting go, but also, you know, reaching that level uh, to put it out there and make it good so. I, it's such a funny and no one teaches you that 
Like there's no there's no like course where you're like taught that. You know, what I mean, in college, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you gotta be like, you gotta be really good and super. Like you gotta put your life in it. Put the put, you know life's work. Yeah. Come on, the best it can. But also just put it out as well. Just throw it out. Go on, go on. It's like what? I wonder if there's like <laughs> some psychology that. of just like the artist brain thinking like that or just yeah. I'm sure everybody deals with that in some like I'm sure some baker is like really good but doesn't want you to try their cookies because they're not perfect or something yeah. you know like yeah. I'm sure it exists in every every form <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so, absolutely uh you yeah. should talk to Ains he's yeah, well, uh I think you and him would be quite similar in the way that you like you know what I mean like because you're both yeah. top friends as well but like that, that'll just be a 10-hour conversation then if we're just the same 10-hour conversation about yeah uh, well, and, yeah. like, well, is there any building. is there anything any final thoughts you want to share before as we wrap up then I guess well uh no I don't think so I already learned the lesson of this of this chat <laughs> I think so, yeah will this be like unedited or will it be all like uh i will edit it? It if you, that's a discussion to have after we're done <laughs> all right no no i'm you know cool well well thank you so much for coming on the chat well it's been a it's been a pleasure and and you know i've enjoyed very much. getting to know you a little bit more yeah and if you're listening and you want to reach out to or follow or look at will's work you can go to his website which is wanderson.xyz or check him out on instagram which is under will anderson jr and i'll include yep. both those links in the description of the chat and that's all for now so thank you thank you so much for listening goodbye the music for this podcast was composed by willem mando and the graphics by luhan wang i encourage you to look them up if you've enjoyed their work <laughs>